The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Dr. Francis Richards is a strategic life coach and personal chief encouraging officer. She is also the host of the Black Entrepreneur Experience podcast. Her mission is to invoke and provoke you to pursue a passionate, extraordinary life and not settle for anything less. In life, you should love what you do and do what you love. Over the years, she's helped hundreds of individuals unlock their passions and discover their authentic voice. Family, let's welcome Dr. Richards to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family, we are in for such a treat on this episode. We have such a special guest and we have so many things in common in terms of our interests and passion and working with Black entrepreneurs, as well as being fellow podcasters. And so I'm so excited to present Dr. Francis Richards to you all. So Dr. Richards, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Janae, for having me on the show. I feel like we are like, you know, like soul sisters. We have such a connection. And so I am so humbly honored to be a part of your podcast. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for agreeing to be on. I truly appreciate it. And could you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you? Absolutely. Dr. Francis Richards. And um, like Dr. Janae said, I am a podcaster. I'm an author. And so I have a children's book titled, Hey Little Girl, She's Got Swirl. And you can get that on Amazon. And the best way to connect with me is um, drfrancisrichards.com. And you can also listen to the podcast on eight different platforms on Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, via my website and YouTube. And so primarily what I do is elevate Black entrepreneurs across the globe that are African-American and from the Black diasporas. Yes. So you see, family, we have a lot of things in common and very passionate about some of the same things. So what do you enjoy, Dr. Richards? What do you enjoy about the journey of entrepreneurship? I tell you, Dr. Janae, the biggest thing for me about being an entrepreneur um, is the work that I'm doing around elevating Black entrepreneurs. So I've started my journey going on two years interviewing Black entrepreneurs across the globe, and I've had the opportunity to connect with over a thousand, and from the age of eight to 80. And one of the things that I love about this work is I am all, I am just so amazed at the things that we are doing. And the whole purpose of me wanting to start the podcast is to um, eradicate this wealth gap in our country and in our communities. We have so many gaps. We have the wealth gap um, that's created through entrepreneurship. 
don't want to get too statistical here, but for example, if a black entrepreneur starts a business, if they make $40,000, a Caucasian woman will make 161000 Wow. And a Caucasian man will make $262,000. So you can see that wealth gap there. Mm-hmm. We also have the gap in terms of income. So if we make a dollar, they may make $5 or $10. So you have the, the income gap there. And we know about the digital divide. And so many divides and gaps in our country and community. And what I'd like to do is eradicate that. And I believe the way that we can eradicate that gap is through entrepreneurship. And so my mom is 90 years old. And one of the things she's always saying, you kids ought to get out there and do this. You ought to do that. You ought to run for this or run for that. And when I share the stories of all the black entrepreneurs across the globe that are that's in potato chips, whether it's sanitary napkins, um, medical marijuana, just wanting us to know that app development, despite what the talking heads are talking about us, it is so much greatness in our community. Yes, it needs to be more black entrepreneurs, but yes, we are doing some amazing things in our communities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this leads so nicely into my next question. What do you think are things that are unique to being a Black entrepreneur? Um, So you've mentioned about the gap um, in terms of income as well as uh, business acquisition. What are some things that you think for Black entrepreneurs happen only just for us when it comes to business building? I think the thing for us that is, is unique is about how creative we can be with financing. Mm. We can really think outside the box Mm -hmm. because we don't come to the table with that social capital, which is so huge. Mm -hmm. Your network, your networking, you know, um, let me say that over. The way your network, is that how it, that's how it defines your net worth. And so a lot of us don't realize how important social capital is. And so that's one of the things that we are so creative about starting businesses. And so that's one of the things that I think that's really unique about us. And then we don't have access to capital like others. We don't have venture capitalists knocking on our doors or doing joint ventures. But despite all of that, we are still doing some creative things to get our businesses off the ground and building sustainable businesses. So I think that that's what's unique for us is against all odds, Mm -hmm. we are still making it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that phrase of against all odds could be something that we all could uh, relate to. And if we think about where we, where we have been versus where we are, that, seems like the mantra for sure um i guess (laughs) yeah um 
yeah, that really that really resonated with me um, in terms of our own creativity. Because I think about the ways in which a lot of us have leveraged the use of like social media, because that's a space that kind of in some ways can even some feels um, because there's access to ways in which you can do things for free. Now, the piece that you that is the cost is the time and energy it takes to constantly post and you know create your niche and be seen as the expert and that sort of thing but i think that definitely is a tool that i've seen a lot of us as black entrepreneurs pick up and use and run with um and so um yeah i can certainly um agree with the idea that we are quite creative in how we manage things for sure and you know dr janae something you said that was really profound and it is and i say that that the internet has definitely leveled the playing field mm-hmm. it has and what has happened is that we can get you know so far with the internet mm-hmm. you want to definitely do your due diligence because there's a lot of things everything i think about that commercial where the young lady brings the guy home and her dad's like where did you meet him and he's like from the internet right so everything on the internet is not true and you have to make sure that you you um do things you know you know being secure about it because it's it's important one of the things you also mentioned is i think about president um former President Obama and how he leveraged the internet to really solidify him and to get into the White House and look at his wife, you know, Michelle Obama, what she's doing with her book Mm -hmm. on the internet. And she is just like, that book is like hot. Mm -hmm. It is like selling out. So they are definitely utilizing all the tools and use resources and they are using every network and every opportunity. They are on the conservative networks and they are on the non-conservative networks. Mm-hmm. So they are really definitely making it happen. And I'm constantly seeing posts about her every day. So they have mastered to be creative. Plus they have, they, they are influencers and mm-hmm. they're taking advantage of that, which is is great. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So what do you think in addition to um, use of creativity? I'm just thinking about the idea that you have connected with over a thousand black entrepreneurs and and all the things that you've picked up um, in terms of what people do that feel like best practices. What would be some of the top three things in thinking about Uh, business building that's helpful for black entrepreneurs to know oh that's a that's a great question I think one of the things that I've learned um, over the years would be about um, it's enough pie for all of us Mm -hmm. that it is you know I have had some opportunities where I've connected with some people when, you know, we're, we're talking about the internet, they're making a hundred thousand dollars a day. Wow. And I thought about it and this one dude, he has like 143,000 people in his Facebook group. Mm. And when I started doing the numbers, Dr. Janae, I said, and when I, when I did that statistic about 
you know, if we make 50,000, like a lot of us are not making six figures and six figures is not a lot of money, Mm -hmm. right? But we are not doing six figures. And when I see these cats making six figures a day Mm -hmm. and we're not even making six figures a year, right? we have a problem, Houston, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I broke it down. Now think about this, folks. All it takes is 50 people giving you $2,000 in your signature program and you've made $100,000. Or you need a thousand people giving you $10 a month for your signature program and you're making a hundred thousand dollars. Do you have $10 worth of knowledge? And the catcher is there, there are 4 billion people on Facebook. So you don't have to go door to door, right? Right. Do you have $10 worth of knowledge that every month you can sell to 1000 people out of the 4 billion people on Facebook? And I was on a talk with the Black CEO group, and they were talking about, we do not know how to leverage our knowledge, right? Yes. Because we get into that mindset that it's about the nine to five. And it is definitely a mindset. And that's the second key. It's about mindset. Some of us, we have to reprogram our thinking about um, just, you know, the whole buy black, you know, when we think about the, when, when we are in our communities and we are so quick to, you know, downgrade or say something negative about a black you know, business versus a Caucasian business. If something happens at Walmart or whatever, you know, you're not going to stop going there. You're going to keep going there. So let's keep building each other up. And yes, there's a lot that we have to do to perfect our process, Mm -hmm. but in our process, just let, they're trying to grow and let's help each other. So the second thing would be mindset. And the last thing, if I had to give some advice that I'm noticing about um, over the years connecting with um, Black businesses, is that it's a situation where I'm seeing more collaboration. Mm. I'm seeing more willingness to help each other. And we are understanding about social capital. Right that the way we are going to build that generational wealth, and yes, people, we do need seven streams of income. We do. And we have it in us. You know, I just said that $10 strategy. Uh And we have to stop thinking about your nine to five. I'm not telling you to give that up if you're working. That's one stream of income. Maybe you have a real estate investment. That's a second stream of income. Uh And maybe you have a signature course. That's a third stream. Maybe you're an author. That's a fourth stream. Maybe you're a speaker. That's a fifth stream. Right? Right? So it's in you. Absolutely. 
And maybe you do that side gig where you are on, you know, Fiverr or something like that. That's six streams. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. All right. So let's get those streams going. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the idea is that $100,000, six figures, you have made that a lot closer in our reach, that it doesn't feel like this thing at the end of a long bridge. Um, but the idea of, you know, gathering up a thousand folks in the $10 or um, that those things are quite possible. Um, even Absolutely. though you, you know, your take home might, might be currently 40,000, that there's ways to get that, that other $60,000 in your pocket or in the bank rather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. What are the things that, You talked about the way that we are now um, connecting with each other and almost like shedding that idea that there are a limited amount of resources. What are some things that have excited you in terms of what you've heard and even experienced in your own journey as an entrepreneur? What excites you about Black entrepreneurship? I think that just the level oh I know oh gosh it's so many things that excite me but the young moguls Mm. there are so many parents that are teaching the right mindset to their children about capitalism Mm -hmm. which is not a bad word Mm -hmm. I am not cussing at you (laughs) that is a good word understanding money and understanding about time value of money that a dollar today is not a dollar 10, you know, 10 years from now. Right. So the thing that's exciting me is that I am like interviewing some young, young moguls and these young people, I'm telling you, Dr. Janae, Some of them, when I talk to them, I am like shocked Mm. that they're like eight, nine, 13, 15. They are talking like grown folks. I love it. And they understand about, you know, finance, about money, and their parents are teaching them about real estate, which we know that real estate, if you do any research about entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs, that's how they made it is in real estate. Mm. And you do not have to become a realtor Mm -hmm. to be a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so excited. And you know, the other thing that I'm excited besides my young moguls, When I interview these entrepreneurs, even though I have a PhD in business, Mm -hmm. I feel like I am like getting a another PhD on steroids, (laughs) the information and the knowledge and the wealth. And it is so for me, so humbling Mm -hmm. to hear their journey. And I used to tell people, you can learn from anyone, even a drunk, Mm -hmm. if what not to do, right? Right. And that was the whole premise of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He was showing us, don't do like the poor dad, 
right? Right. And so I am so excited. So I'm telling you guys, if you can't go back to school, if you don't want to go back to school podcasts, it is a wealth of information. I mean, like there's no reason why people should not have their house in order, whether it's a trust, it's a will, intellectual property. The information is out there. It's on YouTube. I mean, it is just to be alive today. You are in an information age and no one should be dumb, the bottom line, because right. it's just a wealth of knowledge mm. for your picking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's become so, so much more accessible too, for sure. What you mentioned podcasts and um, I definitely want us to highlight yours. And so how long has the Black Entrepreneur Experience pod um, been going on and what has been your most memorable podcasting moment so far? Oh, it's been so many. Thank you for that, Dr. Janae. I started April 2017 and I have to tell this story. I have been on this entrepreneurial journey for a very long time and um, it was a moment of frustration and I said, you know, I'm going to just throw in the towel. I'm not making the money that I want to make. And I said, my son said, Ma, don't say that, you know, just keep pushing it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to look at a way that I can give back. And so that's how the podcast was born, really, was about me wanting to showcase entrepreneurs because I just love entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. And you talk about the most memorable moment. And when I talk about this, I'm, I'm just like in, I'm humbled and I'm in tears because it was the early adoption of the show. I'm not known. I didn't have a name, um, not an influencer like Lewis House or all these other cats that's out there and not taking anything against them, but just saying I, I was not known. And I I had had some individuals say to me, you know, once you get some shows under your belt, call me back, you know, Um, not being willing to take a chance or take a risk, right? Uh And so I, some of the most memorable moments is I am always appreciative to anyone who agrees to be on my show. So I want to thank the early adopters that believed in me and took a chance but I interviewed a young lady. She wasn't young. She was 80. And it was so funny. The interview did not happen. It, it took place, but it didn't record. Right. And she, we did the podcast and she, her son gave her a phone and she had never experienced a cell phone. And she said that she was in the city and she drove all the way to his house, which was hours away. And she called the phone because she didn't know how it would connect. She was like right outside his door. She didn't know how he could talk to her on the phone that far away. Mm. He, 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 she couldn't fathom that. Uh And we did a Zoom interview. 
And she was just tickled pink. That was her first Zoom interview. (laughs) And she could see me and she was in Indiana and I was in Vegas and she was just like, like a kid in a candy store. She was just so pure and so raw. And she was talking about, she had a soul food restaurant and she just told me everything about this restaurant. And I tell you when I did everything that I possibly could to save that audio. Mm-hmm. And so I hold that, like I could hear myself talking, but we could not hear her oh. once the once the audio was finished. So that's a moment I will always cherish. And I could I kept the the video, but we couldn't get it. You know, I couldn't put it on air. Mm-hmm. So that's a moment in time that I will never forget how she was just so willing to share. And she said she still was taking the orders by phone and her grandkids was trying to bring her up to the 21st century. And she said, baby, the closest I'm going to get, they can fax the orders in. So that, yeah, I've had some amazing moments, but I just was so humbly honored to see she couldn't believe technology, the advancements from where she had come from. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there is a lot of like, I think as a a podcaster, there is a lot of... um, gifts that we're given you know the idea that we get to sit with people and pick their brains and um you know challenge them and that sort of thing and so that story is pretty powerful so thank you for sharing that um with us yeah and you know dr janae it's when i get off the phone and and you know the um black entrepreneurs some of them that's the only time they've gotten to share their stories now I've had the opportunity to talk to some that are even more influential. Mm-hmm. And so that for them, it's, it's another interview. Right. But for the ones that this is a platform. And, and I remember when someone was telling me about niching my podcast even more so to say like maybe just young people. Mm-hmm. And I told them, no, I wouldn't because I want my platform to be to highlight and showcase black entrepreneurs, whether it's in an urban area, a rural area, a remote area, or a big city, mm-hmm. you know, because you just never know, because I think of black entrepreneurs, they're like black diamonds mm-hmm. and see black diamonds are rare. Mm-hmm. They're alluring, mm-hmm. but they're brilliant and they're bright. Yes. And it's a great find. And it's not that it's rare that you see black entrepreneurs, but it's rare that you're hearing. We need it. To, it needs to be more of us. That's the rareness of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that we're so few that you can't number us, 
but it still should be more. But when you find a black diamond, you want to cherish it. And so that's what I think about black entrepreneurs. They're black diamonds and you have to cherish their story and their journey, the risk and rewards that they are taking to tell their story. And they're endeavoring to leave a legacy and to build generational wealth for their families. I love that. I love that. I just wrote that down. (laughs) I absolutely love that. Oh, my goodness. So I feel like I could talk to you all day, Dr. Richards. I won't do that because I know that, you know, you have the rest of your day and things that you need to attend to. But before you go, I must know, what does minding my black business mean to you? See, minding my black business means we have to keep black businesses on our mind. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be mindful You have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful to buy black. You have to be intentional. So when you are minding your black business as a black entrepreneur, but let's say you're just a consumer, not just a consumer. I don't like the word just, but you're a consumer Mm -hmm. and you're not a business owner. You should be minding your black business in your community or on your internet, right? You ought to put on the minds of your children and your grandchildren that they should buy black. It should be, it should be just like minding my black business should be just like you go to Walmart or Walgreens or CVS Mm -hmm. that your, your children think about, what black business can I support today? Mm-hmm. It should be like brushing your teeth, combing your hair, looking in the mirror. You do it daily. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You've given us such gems. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Dr. Richards. This has been a pure pleasure. Dr. Janae, thank you so much. I feel like we are soul sisters and soul mates in business. And if I can do anything to help minding my black business, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business. <laughs>